Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano. And with me, as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes. Hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Um, let's not talk about how we went this week because I did terribly, <laughs> but let's talk about Supercoach. Mate, at least you didn't fucking play footy and then forget to check your super coach and realize that one of your players wasn't playing and you could have traded and you ended up copping a donut. So anyway, um, group winner last week was Nicholas. Uh, his team is Puerto Rico. So Puerto Rico with 2,449. So not the usual high as fuck scores that we're used to, Pato. But anyway, uh, who do you have? Uh, yeah, so... I'm an idiot. I don't have the run sheet up. Um, yes, had Doherty had Hewitt, um, Clayton Oliver, who he VC'd but went with Lockie Neal, like I think all we all did. And yeah, thanks, John Coldwell, you prick. Um, Tuke Miller, Brayshaw, Zach Merritt is um, a nice, interesting POD. We might talk about him a little bit later, Dano. Yep, yep. And um, another POD in uh, Todd Goldstein. So it's good to see someone with a little bit of a different team. Getting the chocolates now. I don't know if anyone has seen the uh, the weekly winner from this week, Dana. Overall, but um, oh, yeah. they had Shay Bolton and who else did they have? That fucking flog from Port Adelaide. Yeah, um, <laughs> Rosie. Yep. Yep. So that and that's that perfect opportunity. I, I think I think the guy that won this week was ranked is ranked like nine eight thousand. Yeah. Okay. But they've got some uniques, and all it takes is them uniques to go big. In the same week, and you're two grand richer, and you know that that just proves that you, you shouldn't just go vanilla every time. Yep, yep. Anyway, we'll go straight into injuries. So we got the big one, Clayton Oliver. He's had surgery on his fractured finger. They say one week, but rumors are swirling that he could even play this week, Pato. So yeah, yeah. Wait and see we'll on that one. S- we'll see. We'll see. It was so bad he was handballing with his opposite hand. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, there is a long turnaround though. I believe they play on Sunday, which is. Interesting. Um, Melbourne being yeah. gifted a nice long break between games from a Thursday to a Sunday. But anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> yep. um, Next one we got. So, Next yeah, one we got. There's, there's a small – it just sucks that it's Sunday Arvo, so we won't, we might not know until very last minute. And he might get named and then be a late out, and then there's only yeah. two more games left in the in the round. So, yeah, I think I'm going to trade into some cover, Dano, but we might cover that a little bit later. Yep, that's all good. Um, Toby Nankivis, uh, PCL, four to six weeks. Yeah, there's actually been some fresh news come out that he Ooh. may play this week. What the fuck? Yeah, right. Um, so he reckoned he, this is from um, from Toby himself. Yeah, okay. So he that he's a, he's a chance to play this week. So I don't know why you'd risk him against North, but with how tight that middle group is, Dano, um, desperate times call for desperate measures. And yeah, okay. <laughs> The fact that Ivan Soldo broke his finger in the same game and it would leave Samson Ryan to ruck <laughs> if Nankervis doesn't get up. Um, I think he's probably going to try and do what he can to play, and I don't know whether that's the right decision or not with what, a, what, with PCL damage. But What about what, that 214-centimetre dude? Uh, Kalina. Yeah, why don't they just throw he, him? He's still not even playing a half a footy. Yeah, shit. Okay. And he's there only playing go. forward. He's not rucking. So Yeah, okay. No, we'll move on to the next one. 
Malcolm Roses, uh, Hammy, at least two to three weeks. And then I'll finish on Massimo D'Ambrosio, my boy, Corky. So you probably miss this week, you'd think, Pato. Yeah, a couple of cash cows there that uh, might hamper some people's bench cover. But yeah, um, yeah, hopefully Oliver and Nankervis for Nankervis owners um, gets up for this week. Yep, yep. Now we're going to ignore defenders uh, as our um, premium buy-ins and whatnot and fucking smoky buy-ins and, and that. Because basically everything's midfield ruck and forward this week, isn't it, Pato? Yeah, with Oliver looking like potentially missing and then Kervis out and some underperforming guys in both lines as well. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the, the, the route to go down. Yep, so we'll start off with the mids. And our prime number one mid to target is Jack Steele at 549k, 110 average, 10% ownership. I said he'd crack 10% soon. And 104 break even. Now, he's not setting the world on fire, Pato, but he's cracking the hundy mark each week since he's been back. So it's only a matter of time before fucking Steele just goes bunanas again. Yeah, I feel like he's warming into things a little bit. Mm. Um, but as long as St. Kilda are still in that, that hunt, I think they're sitting ninth at the moment, don't know. That means that he has really, really um, big, big chance to grow. And um, it may not happen this week. They play the Dogs, who, as we know, um, have a great midfield. But that didn't stop. Who did they get beaten by? Sydney, was it? I can't no. remember, man. Whoever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the, the Dogs got spanked and they're in a bit of trouble at the, at the kennel. But anyway, um, yeah, no, Jack Steele's still your number one option for, for a midfield yep. trade-in if you've got the coin, I think. Yeah, now here's a fucking POD one. For everyone in 1.5% of teams, and you never thought you'd say this about this bloke, but it's Patrick Dangerfield at 438K, 89 average, 45 break even. Fucking good bench cover. And again, I never thought I'd say that for Patrick Dangerfield, Pato. Um, but hey, it is what it is. And um, yeah, you could even sideways trade. I wouldn't personally, but you know, each to their own. He could explode from here. Yeah, Dana, I think I'm going to use two of my last four trades on getting in Dangerfield as my M9. Yeah, fair. fair. So I have Brady Hoff and um, Jacob Ware in defence and midfield. Um, and I have the coin to go one of them to Jace Burgoyne and the other one to Patrick Dangerfield. So I, I think it'll either be Dangerfield or Taranto at this stage, Dana. Um, Taranto I like just because of the mid-forward swing and it means that if I have a forward out, I'm not relying on Morris Rioli. Yep. Scoring yep. 20. Um so I may go safer and go with Toronto instead, but boy, I want Dangerfield for his run home. Yep, yep. The next bloke, though. Now, I've been eyeing this bloke off because of draft leagues, but it's Luke Davies Uniac uh, at 567K, 99 average, 0.6% of teams, 57 break even. But his five-round average is 121. And he's the only fucking one out there for my viewing, Pato. I said this weeks ago, the only one busting his fucking ass in that North Melbourne team, week in, week out. So you at least know he's going to throw himself over it. But he's fucking going good. Yeah, the guy has a lot of talent and agree. He's the only one that's looking like he gives a shit. Um, almost willed his team over line against Collingwood. They had a big scare on the weekend. So shout out to Scoby Bryan. I bet you he's still got sh- shit in his <laughs> knickers from, uh, from the weekend. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, David. I mean, this his run home, he could really go big on the run home. There's no reason why they'd move him out of that midfield either. Um, no, and it may won't. even tempt people to start him next year, Dano. That's how good I think he can go. Um, I can see him averaging 115 on the year, Dano. Yeah, I can too. 
100%. He has a somewhat of a soft draw home as well. The only tough one in there is Sydney. Um, but I'll read it out in order. He's got Richmond this week. Then he's got the Hawks. Then he's got the Bombers. Then he's got the Swans. Then Adelaide. Then Gold Coast. So um, it's a pretty good run home. Um, North are probably not winning any of those games. Uh, actually, maybe this weekend if Nankervis doesn't play. Um, Ooh, but, but, yeah, I can see him um, really finishing strong. The only thing is, and and people, regular listeners will know that I don't love trading in guys from bottom teams. Correct. Um, I just think there's not enough to play for. And if there's something niggling, then he will miss time. But at the same time, LDU, he's very young. He's a future of that club. I mean, the way he's been playing, he, he's got sort of captaincy written all over him, Dano. Um, yeah. Just because he's the one that's showing half a heart and actually wanting to try and get something out of this pathetic fucking club. So, yeah, LDU, I think, is a decent option. Huge POD. Um, It is risky, but, I mean, at least it's not a health risk like Dangerfield. Now, let's go through his scores from round seven. So, Carlton, 95. In round eight, 97 he had against Frio, 113 against Port, 97 against Melbourne, 92 against St. Kilda. Then from round 12, this is when he did his shit. So, 109, 138 there against Gold Coast and GWS, 88 against Adelaide, so dropped a bit. 124 against Geelong, and then 149 last week against Collingwood. So his floor has improved, Pato. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly right. And yeah, you got to look at it. It's almost as if his floor is dictated by how competitive North are. Because, I mean, the games that he's getting 70 odd against Sydney and Dogs when they were getting spanked, they're probably 95 to 100 scores in a game where they're a bit more competitive. Yeah. Um, yep. But I can't see them getting spanked much for the rest of the year, Dano, considering how well they played on Sunday. Yeah, they gave the Pies quite a scare. They should have won. Yeah, won. yeah. So maybe they get spanked in round 21 against Sydney, but that's down at Marvel, so you never know. Um, and maybe the Suns touch them up, but if the Suns are out of finals contention, then God forbid Jared Witts might be out, or oh, don't, I don't even want to go there, but... Um, yeah, yeah I, I think it's food for thought, LDU. Yeah. Next one we got is Cam Guthrie at 579K, 103 average, 2% ownership, 84 break even. We keep fucking bringing up the guff each week now, Pato. And rightfully so. He had 119 doing defensive work on Clayton Oliver. He had eight tackles, a couple of goals. Fucking, he's not moving out of that midfield and he can just wander around the ground. Yeah, hasn't dropped below 100 since round 10, Dano. Yeah. Um, really strong run of form. It's now coinciding with Dangerfield and Selwood in the team. So if you're worried about that, um, don't be because he's still locked into that midfield group. So, um, yeah, the role's great. The run home is incredible. As we know, that Geelong have been gifted that run home into finals so they can <laughs> win a flag. Um. Yeah, if you, if you get the cash, you, you're almost priced out of him by now. Um, it's probably one more week and he's probably close to 600K, Dano, and you probably wouldn't be touching yeah. him. So, yeah, um, yeah, it might be now or never for, for the guff. Then we've got Zachy Merritt at 577K, 110 average, 8% ownership, 49 break even. He's at 140 plus in his last two games, Pato. Um, but you don't like him because he's in a bottom six or whatever team. Or you're changing your tune, or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm still skeptical because of that. I know we mentioned him when he returned and he had a couple of hundred scores, and we're like, yeah, like keep an eye on him. 
Um, and he had a couple of 90s in a row. So he had 130 against Port Adelaide. And I think that's when we mentioned that he's one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Dropped a couple of 90s, but he's gone three tons since then. Um, they have coincided with Harish missing two of those three games, though. So take that as you will. Um, but Merritt looks incredible. We know his ceiling. We know he is a fantastic scorer when he's up and about and he's looking up and about. And the fact that he's had a somewhat down year, he's had a score of 57 in his season, Dano, um, and he's still averaging 110. So I think you can push that average up to 115, 120, and that means he's going like 120 on the rest of the year. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah, one one to definitely consider, I think, if you've got the cash. But I, I probably prefer Guthrie because of the final situation. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk about someone not on the run sheet because I've had about three different people ask me to include this bloke, Pato, but they didn't want me telling you about it because they want me to actually discuss the scores. So this is this this bloke has done this from round nine onwards. 129, 109, 106, 126, 123, 84, 133. He's 564K. Would you be tempted by that? He's what is three round average or 113, five round average, 114. It's probably someone I looked at and decided not to include them for whatever reason. Do you want to have a stab at who it is? Oh, mate, my brain is mush. I'm sick. I'm tired. Stayed up and watched fucking Nick Kyrgios choke against Djokovic last <laughs> night. Um, okay. Just have one, one random stab. Oh, is it Ben Keys? No, it's Jack Viney. Jack Viney, yeah, I looked at him. Bit of a fucking shock, isn't it? He's having a career best year at the moment. Um, he is. He's in 0.7% of teams, ultimate POD, but I cannot bring myself to pick the bloke. So first of all, he's got a very long injury history. Yep, correct. Second of all, Petrarca has played forward a lot the last couple of weeks. Um, now, he scored that 190-odd score against Adelaide playing a more forward role. Um, but obviously, Melbourne lost to Geelong on the weekend by Petrarca playing a bit more forward. Um, I think they'll look at that and think that that isn't sustainable. Um, they play Port Adelaide on Sunday, which is a super interesting matchup. And it'll be interesting yep. to see what they do with Petrarca, whether they put him back into that midfield because they need a window. Now. Otherwise, they could slip to a third, fourth, even fifth. That's how close it is up there. Yep. So I just I've, I worry about the role. And Petrarca is their Rolls Royce. And he's the one that goes straight back in the midfield when they're struggling. So, and like Oliver may miss this week. So that'd be great for Viney. Viney could score 140 this week. But when Oliver returns, I worry about Viney's role. You're just worried about Petrarca. But even when Petrarca's in that midfield, Viney's been scoring good. Yeah, but he hasn't had his injury yet. (laughs) Okay. Basing on Pato's saying that, yeah, Viney hasn't had his injury yet, so just avoid. Okay. So we go to the Rucks now. Sorry, I had had to discuss it. Three different people asked me about fucking Jack Viney and to discuss it. I actually think one of the listener questions is about too. So anyway, Ruck's time. I haven't even looked at them, but yeah. Yeah. First one is Jared Witts at 559K, 114 average, 8% ownership. Now his break even's 146, Pato. But He'll crack cons- out this week. He's the most consistent Ruck this year. Well, who does he play this week? Essendon. Oh, against... Oh, 
Draper being... Uh, yeah, nah. Yeah, I, I reckon you're right. 120 minimum. Or he'll get close. Yeah, 120 minimum. Yeah, okay. Actually, I'd love to see his scoring history against fucking... Um, 95, 2020, 148, 2019. Yep, okay. He'll be good. Um, yeah, he's got a good run home. Um, the only real one that he... Has to face his Nick Nat, but you never know with Nick Nat, he could get fucking injured. Yeah, he's got a pretty solid um, ruck run home. So, yeah, and as long as Gold Coast stay in with a sniff for finals, um, he's he's a really great option. I, I think yep. probably the next guy may be a better option at pretty much the same price. Yeah. And the bloke that we all wanted to start with at the start of the season before he fucking didn't get named or whatever round one because he, yeah, anyway. Sean Darcy, 558K. 105 average, 13% ownership, 90 break even. Fucking moving good again. He looks like he's going to do that fucking magic, the magic run home that he did last year, Pato. Yeah, I feel like maybe they've realized that they can't just have him rucking 95% of games and scoring those 180 scores because he does get banged up a lot. So they're using Rory Lobb a lot more in the ruck and just letting Darcy run out games which I think is a good thing. If And if that means he averages 115 rather than have those random spike games, I'm okay with that. Now, he's got a pretty tough ruck run home, um, but Freo are fighting for the top four. And I, I, I Darcy has a pretty solid record against the good rucks as well. So, um, for example, last uh, sorry earlier this year, he scored 141 against Max Gorn, and they play each other again. So... Um, yeah, Darcy's the one for me um, out of these two if you're looking for a Ruckman to replace Nankervis. Although the, the Ruck line is cursed this year, so whoever you bring in is no doubt going to get injured anyway. So Probably. Just yeah. put Finlayson in there or something. <laughs> now, before we move on to the forwards, I'm actually shattered, Pado, that one man didn't get forward status, and we know it's because he started playing midfield again, and that's fucking Nat Fife. I wanted that man so bad to get forward. Stage. No, he hasn't played enough games. You have to play 10 games. Ah, oh, see, there you go. Fucking played four. But, but next year, but, juicy. Yeah, it's on next year watch for sure. Whoa. He's priced pretty fucking cheap at the moment. <laughs> we we didn't mention DPP, so I don't think it was super relevant, but um, Himmelberg did pick up forward defense status. Yeah, nice. Um, it's probably the only super relevant one, except for maybe some cash cows, but um, that was always going to happen though, Dano. Good for my draft league. Good for my fucking draft league. I've got that many forwards at the moment. At the start of the season, I had no fucking forwards. Now I've got like fucking Bontempelli. Fucking, oh shit. Yeah, good shit. Anyway, forward line. First one we got here is Bailey Smith, 553K, 108 average, 3% ownership, 138 break even. So he hasn't played because he's been suspended, but his fitness you'd assume would be good and he should come straight in, Pato. If anything, he might be really fresh after a month off. So, um, yeah, this is an absolute luxury trade, obviously. Yeah. Um, we know the scoring's there. I mean, the only thing you've got to worry about in that Dogs team is the role. But they've got a lot to play for. I, everyone's rolling them out of finals. They're only a game out. So, I don't know why everyone's panicking about that. Um, I think the Dogs will make it. I still think the Dogs will make it. Now, I keep tipping them every week and they keep fucking losing. Um, <laughs> but the dogs do this every year. Last year they did it and they made a late run. Um, year before they barely scraped into finals. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like they make finals. He probably averages 110 on the year and um, 
yeah, great POD at under 5%. Yep, yep. Next one we got is Dylan Moore, 490K, 95 average, 3% ownership, 60 break even. Fucking, I, I haven't really been watching too much of the Hawthorne games, but he's been a real breakout player this year. His three-round average, though, is 112. Five-round average, 102. Yeah, I what are his stats like? Like, what is he getting center bounces or what? What's the go, Pato? So he went from zero percent to sixty percent on the weekend. Don't know if CBA's. That explains it. <laughs> um, now I don't believe Hawthorne had anyone obvious out, um, except for that guy that isn't really good. Um, keeps getting Warple. midfield minutes. Yeah, Warple. Warple went out. <laughs> um, the Warpedo. Awful Warple. Um, yeah, pretty much. So it seems like he's just taken that role and he had 29 touches, seven tackles, um, didn't turn the ball over 27 times like Warple does. And um, I can't see the role changing. The only the only thing that can be a positive or a negative, he's an unrestricted free agent because he was rookie listed by Hawthorne. So he's either playing for his next contract at another club He's either playing for his next contract at Hawthorne and that he's trying to convince the club that he's a midfielder and he's worth big bucks because maybe they'll ship Tom Mitchell off. Um, or maybe they end up chucking him back in the full pocket because he's not part of the future plans. So it could play out in different ways, but Hawthorne are in a position where they've got to try some of those younger guys through there. Um, guys like Tom Mitchell will move out. I know um, O'Meara played a lot more forward than... He has been on the weekend and, um, yeah, they're clearly vacating it for the likes of Newcomb and and more and stuff like that. So even Connor Nash was playing a bit more midfield than, than those other guys, which is a bit crazy, yep. but that's where Hawthorne are at at the moment. So I, I think it's, I don't think it's a horrible option at under 500,000. It is a little bit risky. And once again, he's playing for a team that's not going to play finals, but you could do worse. Even as an F7, he's pretty cheap. Yep. Yeah. Next one we got Tim Taranto, 441k, 93 average, 12% ownership, 37 break even. He's back, baby. But this is the thing that Pado likes to talk about is that is he out the door already, Pado? Because I think he, he's mentally tuned out, but he's still playing all right. Yeah, I, I think he's on his way to Richmond, honestly. Don't know. So is he trying to play for more bucks then? Uh, if he's going to Richmond, there's probably not many more bucks to be offered. Mm. Um, but he's certainly playing for his next contract, don't know. Um, so there's that extra contract motivation for sure. Yeah. M9 F7 swing, Pato? Yeah, I think this is what I'll end up, I'll end up caving and doing. I really want Dangerfield, but he doesn't have that forward swing. So I love Taranto. Like, it's cheap enough to be able to turn two catch cows into Taranto and a, and a rookie. Yeah. Um, and the good thing is we had that 102K mid-forward rookie come through in Carmichael from Collingwood. Hopefully he keeps getting games. So, yeah, yeah I, I would prefer Taranto in my team than than um, Isaac Heaney, that's for sure. I don't have Isaac Heaney, um, but I'd be more comfortable with Taranto than Heaney. Fair. Our next one, we've got Mitchie Duncan, 486K, 89 average, 4% ownership, 45 break even. The man that everyone had in, again in their starting lineup in preseason before he ended up getting injured. Um, he's got a 104 five round average playing off half back, Pato. Pretty good. Looks to be. Yeah, somewhat the role's healthy. great. The role's great. He's seagulling back there. I can't help but think that is he taking a lot of the footy that Tom Stewart usually does? 
So that's the only slight concern potentially, but we know he's killed it in this role before. He even kicked two goals against Melbourne, Dano. Um, so he's really pushing up, which is just the modern halfback now. Yep. And um, Geelong's run yeah, home. Yeah, he's, look, he's looking good. Yeah, we know about the run yeah. home. And yep. um, the only issue is health has been a problem in the last few years, but it's a little bit risky. But you know what? As an M9, F7, because um, he is DPP as well, you could do worse, I think, and he's only in 4% of teams. Well, the tissue paper players seem to go well when they go into defence and see Gallet, like Aaron Hall last year, Jack Zeeble. Yeah, now he's, now he's twinging every soft tissue muscle in his body. Yeah, but that, we're talking about last year here. <laughs> True. So initially, <laughs> initially, because Jack Zeeble's the same, he's fucking in and out all the time now too. But last year, it worked out well. So maybe Mitchie Duncan's the new Zeeble Hall. At the moment, yeah, quite possibly, quite possibly. Yeah, good, good for him to see Gallup back there. We got another one, Dan Rioli, your boy, four eighty four k ninety two average. Wahoo! You called this in preseason, Pato. Seven percent ownership, twenty six break even, three round average of one hundred and eleven, five round average of fucking one oh three. You talk about him because you'll get a stiffy over talking about him. It's it's really weird because this guy's had a really good year. Um, I find it crazy because obviously I watch Richmond games every week. Yeah. Every single week, the commentators mention that Dan Rioli is pushing for all Australian contention off the half bat. Now, I don't think he's close to that. I think he's had a really good year. I think he'll be a really good vote getter in the Richmond best of fairest. Yep. He's not getting anywhere near Dawson, etc. Sinclair. But yeah, correct. Correct. Yep. He's nowhere near that lot. Um, I feel like he's been robbed many times in his scoring this year, Dano. Um, yep. He's scored quite low in games that I, he's had 25, 30 touches and done really well. So um, I, I feel like he's finally got the algorithm on his side. Um, and those of you that have played Supercoach for a while now know the algorithm. Um, Dan Rioli gave away a 50-meter penalty on the weekend. And it didn't go against his name. And that, to me, tells me that he's in... Champion data's good books. <laughs> he's had 127 and 129 in his last two. He's getting plenty of footy. Um, Liam Baker's actually getting locked down a, a little bit more um, off that half back line, and that's just allowing Dan Rioli to do whatever the fuck he wants. So um, I really like Dan Rioli. Um, he's still quite cheap, and the D defense forward swing is really attractive. He plays north this week as well, so that could be a nice, juicy matchup. Um, Rioli quite often pushes right up and, and takes shots at goal from 50 out, 45 out. So he's really aggressive in his positioning. And, um, yeah, yep. I don't mind it as a, as a cheeky POD option. Now, another Richmond player. Now, final one on this list is Shea Bolton, 463K, 89 average, 6% ownership, 6 break even. You talk about him again because he's fucking Richmond. <laughs> Yeah, coming off a score of 162 on the weekend, Dana. Now, obviously, he's not. you're not getting that if you trade him into him. But, um, but the midfield minutes have spiked. And, and that's the that's the big indicator. And what? And who does he play this week? Oh, North Melbourne, the same as Dan Rioli. Correct. <laughs> um, and another <laughs> one that he's playing for a contract as well, Shea Bolton. I know he has started discussions with the club. And um, they are the magic words for a lot of players. They just almost seem to find some magic dust to to play a lot better than they normally would when 
their managers are talking to the club just to try and get a few more dollars, which, you know, is only human nature. So um, it is a little bit risky at 463,000. Um, I'm wondering actually if I can afford shave. No, I'm just short. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah. I, I really like trading in guys that are really good to watch. And I don't feel like I'm biased in saying that Shea Bolton is incredible to watch. No, he's good to watch, man. It's um, okay. You so can be with your M9 F7, um, you're not going to rely on him every week. So you can loophole him early or you can loophole an Isaac Heaney if that's your F6 um, and just take the best score out of the two. Well, try and get the best score out of the two. Isaac Heaney is another one that's really good to watch and, and yeah. is probably a little bit frustrating to own. But yeah, um, Shea Bolton, incredible to watch. North Melbourne this week. Don't even loophole him, just field him. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go on to question time. Question time. First one is off of Facebook, and we've only got one this week. Weird. Um, and that is Pantelis. And he says, is Jack Viney... Out of trades, don't I? Huh? Everyone's, everyone's out, out of trades. trades. <laughs> Pantelis says, is Jack Viney a good sneaky POD? We've already discussed him. We've already discussed him. And Pado says, don't touch because he hasn't been injured yet. He's due for an injury, apparently. So we'll go on to Twitter now. First one is Noah. And he says, why do I suck so much? As in Noah, not me. But I suck at the moment as well because I'm not check- I didn't check my team last week when I had footy. Something, about, something about Carlton fans, don't I? Oh, he is a Carlton fan. There you go. It's all good. Get on the, the blue bagger bandwagon. Anyway, our nah. next one is Scobie Bryant, 36. Next step for O'Halloran has to be out the door, doesn't it? Potato Central or Spud Central. I actually think he might be leaving. <laughs> I'm sure he'd get a game at North. Oh, sorry, Tazzy. Yeah, Tazzy, Tazzy. Yep. I said. Oh, I said on as a reply, he will be out the door when Guinea learns to keep his feet. So, just quickly, Dana. I know I'm backtracking a little bit, but um, yep. Jack Viney, since he debuted in 2013, this is his games played. I know. 13 in his debut debut year, which whatever it's your rookie year. 20 in his uh, second year. That Then he goes 16, 21, 18, 7, 21, 16, 12, and he's played 14 so far this year. I can't see him playing more than 20 games or even 18 games. I think there's an injury coming. Yep. I get it. That's fair. That's fair. It's all good. Anyway, we'll move on to our VCT. But no, yeah, O'Halloran. Um, is he a right. premiership player? O'Halloran? Did he play no. in one of Hawthorne's premierships? No. He got drafted by the fucking Giants. Wasn't he a Hawthorne player? No, he got drafted as an 18-year-old by the Giants. Must be getting him mixed up with someone else. I don't know what the fuck you're smoking today, mate. <laughs> he was, um, I think it was Vic Country or Vic Metro captain in his draft year. Oh, he might have won a premiership in under-18 carnival. I don't know. <coughs> yeah, he's been anyway, with the Giants next the whole question. Time. He was in the same draft as Caldwell and Haitley. For the Giants, and they ended up sticking with O'Halloran and Coldwell and Haitley left. Yeah. Anyway, VC and C options. So we're not called the Super Coach co-captains for nothing. Every week we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest. And we got some doozies this week. Um, last week we thought fucking Lockie Neal would be the biggest lockety lock on the planet, didn't we, Pato? With his scoring history, and he fucked. Yeah, us. we can't always be right. We fucked us. At least our VC option was okay, which was Oliver. <laughs> it was literally Oliver Neal, but anyway. Friday night in Marvel Stadium, Western Bulldogs versus St. Kilda, Pato. 
who have did Supercoach just boot you out as well? No, it did not. I'm still in there. Anyway, um, yeah, look, I don't love trusting the Bulldogs lottery. Um, yep. Maybe you could go in English as a little bit of POD, but I don't know if I can trust anyone from this game, don't I? Yeah, look, the bipolar, there's been a bit of bipolar scoring by Marcus Bontempelli against the Saints. Um, he either goes about 70 or 150. So, um, look, you could you could risk that as a as a POD, like a, a VC, I guess, but if you're one of the 3% who own Bailey Smith and he plays. You could take the risk on a Jack McRae. He could have one of his random spike games, but... True. What about how he'll usually go against... Because I feel like he's just going to have one of his really good games. But I don't know when. Nah, see, even his scoring is all over the shop. 99, 137, 79. Yeah, his big game will come against West Coast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be saving my VC for the next game, don't I? Yep. Okay, we'll move on to the next game, Saturday. Adelaide Oval. Adelaide Crows versus Collingwood. I like the Crows in this one. I like the Crom. I like the Crom. Dawson? Or no, freaking... Rory Laird's last two yep. against Collingwood go 144 and 185. If you're a Rory Laird owner, yep, that's a good one. Don't mind that. Do you not have Rory Laird? I do not have Rory Laird. That's a yikes. Uh, I've had more pressing issues like fucking injuries every week. <laughs> yeah, I agree about Dawson. I, I think he could definitely do really well against Collingwood. Um, maybe they look at what worked against Adelaide and they he starts to get a little bit more attention. Um I'm surprised that Adelaide took so long to move him out of the back line considering he was getting locked up. Um, I'm surprised they didn't throw him on the ball or, or up forward earlier just to try and shake it. But, um, yeah, Dawson should be able to bounce back. Collingwood haven't really done given a lot of people attention this year. Um, that's why I just think Rory Laird will go bananas. Okay. Don't mind, don't mind. Um, anyone else? Yeah, I like someone in the in the game at the same time. Okay, well, we're not got we got no Collingwood players then. Um, we'll move on to the same time, which is at Marnica, um, which is the Giants versus the Brisbane Lions. Who do you like in this one, Pat? So Cornelio averages one hundred and six against Brisbane. Yep. And has some really big scores against them. So he went 85 earlier this year under that bloke who can't coach, but these two before yep. that, he didn't play them in 2021. But the two before that is 141 in 2020, and 2019 and one, is 158. Yep. He likes the lines. He does. He plays in and, the middle. Um, well, we know that's happening. So, yeah. I Look, the fact that he plays at the same time as Laird, I probably prefer Laird. But if you're a non-layered owner like yourself, Dano, yep. I don't mind Cogs. Um, yeah, I don't mind Cogs. Cheeky VC, not too, not too shibby shabby. Now, have the Giants tagged under McVeigh, Dano? Not really. No. Nice. Laird dropped one sixty-four earlier this year against the Giants. You know, haven't. Yeah. They might put a bit of attention into Neil if Neil or Neil's playing. He just had a shit one. 164 yeah. five weeks ago, six weeks ago. Who does uh so Lockie Neil is an option as always. Was that McVeigh's first game in charge? Round eleven. Or was that no Leon Kramer's last game? His first game in charge was West Coast. So I think that was round West Coast. Four. Round yeah. eight. Yeah, it was very early, yeah. 
Has he been in charge for two months? Uh, no, it wasn't round eight. That was against Geelong. Where was West Coast? Because you walked straight. West Coast was round eight. No, I'm in it right now. It just says here, round eight, Giants played Geelong and got flogged. Oh, I'm looking at Brisbane. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm fucking delirious. Um, no, they played They played Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane, I think, was the yeah, second Yeah, I'm tripping. Game. I thought I was looking at a Giants player, but I wasn't. Yeah, Giants. So he started coaching round 10 and got his first win against West Coast. And then they lost 110 to 96 versus Brisbane in his second game. Then they played North the next game. Pretty sure. Oh no, they didn't play. Josh North. Kelly has a decent. Oh yeah, they did. Josh play. Kelly has a decent record against Brisbane. Yeah, another one. These are all cheeky VCs. Don't mind it. And the thing is, they all play at one forty-five on Saturday, which kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. I'll move on to the next one, Pato, which is four thirty-five PM at Marvel, the blockbuster. Your favorite, North Melbourne versus Richmond. I um, LDU I can't. I can't even go watch this play because my best mate's Bucks weekend is this weekend, so I'm going away. Well, LDU is a cheeky VC. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're brave enough to bring him in, I don't mind it. Uh, who else you got? Well, you got a fair few Shea different. Richmond. You know who who could go fucking huge? Tom Lynch. Tom Lynch with a hamstring injury. No, oh, he's out. Yeah, fucking. Well, he's still kicking. He'll, he'll on his miss other two leg. or three. He'll kick it on his other leg. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. I, I mean, Dusty will come back. He might have a big game if you're brave enough to bring him in, but I wouldn't be nah. touching that. No, I wouldn't be touching that. Um, Shay Bolton, if you have him as a VC, I really like because he could have one of those really like nuts games. Yep. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Other than that, there's else. not a lot. Yeah, move on to the next one. Carlton versus I mean, Geelong. Goldstein, if Nankervis misses. Oh, yeah, true. Anyway, Carlton versus Geelong. We'll do that one now. 7.25 p.m. MCG. Got a plethora of different options in this one, Pato. Yeah, yeah, a few intriguing options. How do halfback flankers play against Geelong? Here we go. 122, 102, 121. Sam Doherty versus Geelong. Pretty, pretty steady. Don't mind that. Maybe. Maybe. Is Patrick Cripps going to fucking pull his finger out? Hopefully. Because these, these are his last three. <laughs> he was three. lucky to get 92 on the weekend, don't I? He was putrid. <clears throat> these are his last three. So 2021, he got 88. But then 2020, he got 123. Then 2019, 148. But that was like when he was fucking slaying. He's still averaging 109.6. Yeah, just dropped if, off the fucking face of the earth. If Carlton are going to be a sniff. I think Patrick Cripps needs to have a big game. Yeah. But I can't see it happening. Yeah, man keeps scraping 90s the last three weeks. 95, 98, 92. Fucking crack 100. Fuck. Sammy Walsh, what is he like? Does he like Geelong? I feel like he would. He's a Geelong boy. I feel like he'd he'd enjoy playing against Geelong. Um, here we go. Oh, 158, then 2021, 2020, he was 75, 2019, 73. But 158 last year, round 17. That's the one I really look at. Anything 2021 onwards. So yeah, he, he could be a cheeky shout. Cheeky shout. Last of the VC-able. Oh, no, not, still not last of the VC-able ones. Still got another game after this one before we go into C territory. There's so many overlapping games this weekend. It's stupid. Like cheeky, so you've got Guff, Cheeky Dangerfield. Yep. 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 
Doherty potentially. Walsh potentially. Yeah, as a VC, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to the next game? Let's do it. Uh, Fremantle versus Sydney Swans at 7.30, so five-minute fucking difference. At Optus Stadium, will Callum Mills bounce back? Or did he did he actually play good last week? I don't know. I think I won 30-odd. Yeah, all right. Yeah, 138. He did bounce back. Good on him. I um I like the man they call Shrek. Who? Sean Darcy. They call him Shrek. Oh, some people do. He's like so Shrek, Shrek Adams... when he becomes a fucking human. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Adams went down with injury on the weekend, and I don't know the situation with uh Icky. Hickey, but if they both miss, oh yeah, juicy. This game's over in Perth. This real juicy, very juicy. Let's see his uh, scoring history here, Pado. So he doesn't have the greatest scoring history against Sydney, but yeah, but that's yeah. tough to gauge because that's with Hickey playing. That's with other guys. Like you got to like look at what's in front you, of you. You cut and, me off, mate. It's all good. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. <laughs> it's all good. Jumping the gun a bit. What about Andy Brayshaw for a good measure? Nah, I reckon he's popping out of 70. You reckon? Yep. Yep. He'll get tagged. He, he hasn't dropped below 109 in the last three games. I know. And I'll be surprised if he goes above 109 for the rest of the year. Remember I said that. You'd be surprised if he goes above 109 for the rest of the year. Yep. Yep. Actually, he Did will he... against Richmond. He will against West Coast. No, nah, they tagged him out of the game last time they played. No. Fucking 96. Do it against the Giants. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Although he had 95 earlier in the year. I'd be surprised if he goes over 110 for the rest of the year. He likes scoring against Melbourne. He likes, he scored 190 against Richmond. Yeah. So time. that's the only game he'll go big on. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind an Andy Brayshaw for a VC in this that's one. Why I've, that's why I've avoided Brayshaw all year. Yeah. Okay. Because of uh, this run. Anyone else? No, not in this game. More on the Darcy train. Yeah, Sean Darcy. Keller Mills. Keller Mills, no. Uh, If you have him, I don't know. I I mean, with a VC, you could probably risk it. Uh, Freo don't tend to tag, so maybe, but this could be one of those games where he plays behind the ball again. He seems to do this in really good teams. Fucking weird, playing him in the back Um, line, essentially. Yeah, he did it against Richmond. Um, who, did he do it against Melbourne? Don't know. I can't remember, but he's had some pretty shit scores when he's been doing it. Yeah, so he had 70 against the Dogs earlier in the year. One of them he had 80-odd when he played it behind the ball like that. I can't remember yeah, who that was. Kilda and Essen, and he dropped back-to-back 80s, 85 and 86. Ah, that was the one. There was St. Kilda, I think. Yeah, where he played on the wing. Oh, Just really anyway. random. So, Yeah. We'll move on. Sunday's games. We're into captain territory now. So Hawthorne versus West Coast at 1.10 p.m. While Pado is trying to get reconnected. Uh, he actually had Sicily in this one, but realistically, uh, we're not really focusing too much on this game. But yeah, Sicily's the main one here, and we'll move on to the next game, which is Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Pado again. Uh, he's going for maybe a Maxi Gorn uh, to absolutely romp it in here. Not really focused too much on Port Adelaide, to be honest, but I reckon this is a danger game for them. And you could see an Ollie Wines or a, even a Travis Boat pull something out of the hat, but realistically, as a captain option, you might want to look at someone from Melbourne here. Um, if Clayton Oliver plays, 
he's one to look at. If not, Christian Petrarca is one that Pado reckons that could go absolutely off the chain. Don't mind it, but again, I think the captain option's really in the next game, which could be between Essendon and Gold Coast Suns at Marvel Stadium at 4.40pm on the Sunday. And with Essendon, I'm actually going to go for Zachy Merritt. I reckon he can get absolutely off the chain and he's in really good form. Two 140-plus scores in the last two games. Pado's going for his boy, Took. Pado, are you there? He's not there yet. But anyway, we'll try and do the... the oh, no, here he is. Anyway, Pado, what is your Twitter handle for us? Because we're going to wrap this up. Yes, it's at the... Uh, no, it's at... Fuck, I, I was about to say yours. It is at P-A-T-T-O-S-Triple-C. And mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C. So from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing... The fuck off.